What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined as always by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? How you? How's that vacation life treating you? Vacation life is amazing, Steve. I am a margarita and a half in right now, so feeling pretty good. We got a 12-team mock draft here for us, and yeah, I'm about midway through vacation, so. I don't even think I asked. I know you're down at the beach somewhere. Where are you? I am in Myrtle Beach. First time down here. Ah, very nice. I used to go there um, once a year until I was like 18, 19. I forget when we stopped, but. You drive or fly? Uh, we'd fly or drive down. Yeah, we drove down as well. Uh, Saturday, left at like probably like four in the morning. Didn't get down here until it was probably ended up being about like 12 hours with, you know, stops. We had three different cars. So gas, stopping for food, stopping for bathroom breaks. Yeah, four in the morning sounds about right. Because um, then you're you're out of you know our area, the the PA mm-hmm. Delaware. You're out of Baltimore by the time rush hour comes around. So I think you were probably clear of all the major areas for rush hour at eight. Yeah, um, there was there there was some like tr- traffic, but only because of construction in um, Wilmington, Delaware. And then yeah, it wasn't too bad getting through Baltimore. And I think we were. We were clear of DC. We didn't have to go past DC at all. Yeah, there you go. That's how you do it, man. Yeah, so I remember those out. rides. Yeah, waking up. It's so just early. a long drive down here to South Carolina. It's worth it though. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. We got it's like a hotel resort. So it's the hotel is right on the beach, but then instead, it's just it's not just a hotel. They also have a bunch of like villas behind it. So we're staying oh. in a in a house right beyond the hotel but it gives you all the amenities so we can go up and use the hotel's hot tub pool area their private beach access but you have like the beach house feel it's a pretty cool setup yeah interesting that's a pretty good deal yeah so not complaining there's nine of us down here so it's a, it's a good size place um yeah so it's definitely nice and nice to be down here got some first major sunburn of the year hopefully getting a nice base set up <laughs> for the future beach trips of the summer. Yeah, you got uh, to get that out of the way, right? Yeah, get the early burns in. Yeah, no matter what you do, you can't avoid it, which is a shame. Nope. Yeah, what can you do? Tis the case. Well, let's uh, get this mock out of the way so you can uh, go back to enjoying the rest of your vacation. How's that sound? Works for me, pitter-patter, brother. Indeed. So, uh, like Will said, we got a 12-team PPR mock draft. Uh, Will is drafting out of the three spot very kindly. I asked to be at the end because I'm going to try doing zero RB. Um, Here we go. I've done one this year, and I, I typically don't like doing them, but I kind of got the urge, so I uh, made the request, and here we are. So we'll see how that plays out here. Yeah, you need to try them because you need to know what it's like should you find yourself in that position because we always say it. You know, Steve's going to go into this knowing he's going to do a zero RB, but most of the time you're going to draft you're not planning on doing it or not doing it. It's just if the board falls that way for you, you trust your board and, and go with the picks that are there. And you want to you want to have kind of tested it out or listen to Steve test it out to see if uh, <laughs> if, if you like the team or the players that are available when you're making those picks. Yeah, for real. And uh, I don't know, you know, 
I say zero RB, we'll see how long I last. Yeah, you know, yeah. Everyone's got a different definition, right? I could draft one in the sixth round and people are like, oh, that's too early. Or, you know, you, you have to wait until the 10. Like, everyone's got a different definition of what zero oh, RB yeah. is. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be waiting for RB for a while. So we'll see how it goes. Um, first off the board, we had CMC and Dalvin Cook. So that puts you on the clock, my friend. Yeah, yeah. It puts me in a spot that I kind of wanted to be in. You know, I've I've liked being in the middle of the first round because i kind of get one of those top rbs that falls uh but this kind of puts me in a spot where i have to pick one and hadn't been there yet and got to kind of make that decision gaffrey i think is kind of the consensus top guy and, and dalvin has kind of sprung up to the number two so at this point here at three with those two off the board uh we're looking at alvin Kamara, saquon barkley and derrick henry I do like Zeke more than most people do. I probably would put him at six. And I think, you know, with Barkley coming off the injury, there's been an argument to be made. You could have him at five, but he'd probably be my sixth guy. But looking at these three, I've got Kamara, Barkley, Derrick Henry. With with the injury and just kind of the uncertainty in the offense, uh, you know, with new receivers there, we'll see what Daniel Jones can do. But as much as I do love Saquon, I I am a little worried that you know his passing numbers, his receiving numbers haven't been as high with Bar- with Daniel Jones under center as they were with Eli Manning, check down king. Um, so for me, it's going to be Kamara or Derrick Henry, and being that it's full PPR is probably the reason I'm going to lean to Kamara here. I don't think there's an an issue either way, but I think I think Derrick Henry and, and both these players are you know elite level players but i when comparing those two i, I see Her- henry having a lower floor higher ceiling i think henry you know could be his just monster self again and that puts him you know chance of being rb1 so does kamara but i think the the big risk with henry is when do those carries catch up to him and is this the year where he starts going downhill because of just workload i don't think it is but that's kind of your risk there being PPR, I think Kamara is the play here just because of the receptions he's going to get, and he's still going to get the workload near the goal line. You got Latavius Murray there, but I'm not too worried about him. So, you know, if this is a standard league, I think Henry, easy. You could probably argue Henry the 101 in standard leagues, but, you know, at least top three. Half PPR, that's probably where it gets close, but with a full PPR league here, we're going to go with Alvin Kamara, not look back and be pretty thrilled with rb1 so we'll take kamara here and after kamara derrick henry saquon barkley Ezekiel elliott jonathan taylor aaron jones tyree kill so outside of getting wide receiver one you know going zero rb may work into your favor with eight of the first nine picks being running back yeah, I was getting excited when Team 7 went 107. I was like, man, maybe we'll have a clean sleep of running backs, and I'll just have my pick of the <laughs> litter. Hill. Yeah, oh, Hill. Terry Kill at 110 would have been nice. Right? Would have been a, a fantastic start. Uh, but alas, it is not to be. Um, but there's a clear-cut number two for me, and that's going to be Devontae Adams. I, again, you know, we, we say this a lot because mm. one of us is always kind of in the back, and we have to have this Adams-Aaron Jones discussion. We'll be yeah. assuming Ryan Rogers is going to be playing. Um, so that makes Adams the clear two for me. Stefan Diggs is of interest, um, but kind of a spoiler and we'll kind of see if that happens or not. But, uh, to me, if I'm thinking zero RB, I'm thinking Zach Moss is somebody that kind of, uh, is of interest cause he's a little bit later. 
Um, and if he is someone that you're projecting to kind of take a step up and become something relevant, I would assume to some degree that's going to come at the expense of digs, just a lower passing, not, you know, I say lower passing volume as if it's like a, a steep decline, but uh, it's going to be reduced by some degree. And that's going to come out of digs, I'd imagine, uh, you know, the odds of that happening are slim, um, but I'm going to use this as my tiebreaker. And uh, I'm going to select Adams here, hoping for Kelsey to get back to me. Uh, we've been doing early tight end a lot, and I kind of want to do more without early tight end. But if we're doing zero RB, it just makes a lot of sense to do it this way. So, yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, lock in Mr. Adams. We will see. Any thought to go Kelsey there in case he doesn't get back to you, which it looks Damn, like he may like, have not. Looks like he did not, <laughs> too. Um, wow. Najee Harris. I know for real. Um, no, I really didn't give it any thought because I really thought he would be there. Um, and now that I'm looking like that, not even another wide receiver went. Um, I am shocked. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, you you say Adams goes Kelsey and Diggs or Adams and Diggs is kind of what your thoughts are now. Yeah, that uh, that surprises me. I mean. Diggs is still, you know, I... This is what you want if you're going zero RB. For real. Um, you know, I, I made a case against Diggs, but, like, as a tiebreaker, like, I really don't see what's yeah. going to happen. I really don't have an issue with having Diggs and Moss on the same roster. Just trying to make it up a scenario to, to break a tie there. Um, Adams yeah. and Diggs is a fantastic start. Um, God, yeah. You know, and not to knock anyone else here. Uh, Adams and D-Hop, great. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson. I mean, they're all great stacks, but mm-hmm. um, Diggs is going to be the option that I want here. And uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, for going zero RB and kind of locking yourself into it immediately, like this is what I'm going to do regardless of what happens. This is a pretty good scenario. Um, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of arguments and I'd probably take the side that, you know, an Adams Kelsey's a better start, but uh you know, if you're on that side, you're not going to get a much better start other than that, uh, that scenario. So we'll lock him in. And, uh, you know, who knows what uh, tight end we'll end up with. Maybe I'll get one in the fourth or something, reach for a Hawkinson or an Andrews. Maybe Waller gets to me. We'll see. But uh, there's a little wide receiver run there wow, for you. Wow, the run. Yeah, Hopkins, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Michael Thomas there at the 208, and Joe Mixon. You're on the clock. Yeah, so I was thinking here as those players as you were making your pick kind of do i want to go with that early tight end um and do i want to do that here at 210 do i want to look at 303 with neither waller or kittle going off the board i think i'm going to risk it and see if one of them gets back at 303 as well as what else is available um that being said no quarterbacks off the board still this is probably the area where you expect Mahomes to go not yet not something i'm thinking about here but an option they mentioned Waller and Kittle are still there. And interestingly enough, I, I think we mentioned it, or we may have kind of mentioned it in passing. We are drafting here on Fantasy Pros for this mock draft, and their ADP actually has Waller to Kittle three. I mean, I think those three are kind of in a tier in and of themselves. And you could argue Kelsey's in a tier in himself, and Waller and Kittle are pretty after that. But all three of those are, are studs. And PPR, I think you probably could or you know, argue that Waller maybe is ahead of Kittle, which obviously putting aside your uh, Bay Area, San Francisco fandom, what, any, any thoughts out of Waller versus Kittle? 
Yeah, and and I don't think uh, you know, like you said, we are doing fantasy pros, but I believe we mentioned it a while ago. We'll be bouncing back and forth between the two yeah. throughout the year to get, you know, so a little bit different ADP, different look at the single QB, double QB kind of strategies between the two. Um, Sleeper, I believe, had Kittle first and Waller second. This one's got Waller second, Kittle third. Um, so uh, to answer your question, like fandom aside, it's still Kittle for me. Uh, he does, he, I see him as riskier cause obviously I trust Debo and Ayuk a lot more than the entire team with the Raiders. Um, so that's kind of a big concern, but Kittle has more upside to me cause that offense as a whole has more upside. You know, if tell, if you tell me one of the two is going to go off for, I don't know, 1400 yards and 15 touchdowns, like something stupid, I would pick Kittle. 10 times out of 10, because I believe that offense can produce something like that, where <clears throat> Waller, I don't think, is uh, the case. That's no sort of knock on Waller. Uh, obviously, he's got tons of upside himself. Uh, that's why he's ranked here, and that's why he's been finishing as strong as he has. Uh, I just don't see that offense as as potent um, as a 49ers, which, again, is kind of the same reason you put Kelsey above the rest, right? Like, the Chiefs offense against the Raiders offense or against San Fran. Like not that San Fran's offense is bad, but like Chiefs and Mahomes, top of the line. Um, then you got San Fran, then you'll have the Raiders some uh some spots after that. So that's the tiebreaker for me. Yeah. I guess all that being said though, you know, just looking at what's available, I'm pretty happy with, with the what I'll get here and the next pick. Running backs, I still have Akers, Gibson, and Swift on the board. Receiver, Justin Jefferson, and Metcalf, and then the two aforementioned tight ends available. So what I think I'm gonna do here is go running back, and then out of the other two running backs, two receivers, two tight ends, I know I'm gonna get someone solid here at the next pick. What it comes down to for me out of those three running backs is trying to figure out of those three second year guys. And then you could throw Dobbins in there as well. You know, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson. There's still quite a few in that kind of second i guess third ish tier but for me it it comes down to probably acres or gibson i do love swift and i do think he's going to be the future of that offense but i do also think there's a very good chance that detroit might be one of the worst teams in the nfl this year just because you know the division and what they have around swift the defense isn't particularly good the line's gotten better but you know really no receivers of note Hawkinson and Swift are going to be the whole offense. So it comes down to Gibson or Akers, and I'm going to go here with Akers, a guy that I think you we saw last year get used a lot more, has a little bit more of the draft capital in him. And, you know, I think we just don't know what that Washington offense is going to be. I think we're all pretty hopeful for most of the weapons there, but I'm, I'm still a little uncertain. I imagine that you're going to have probably – 10 games that um, why do I want to say Josh McCown? Because it's not Josh McCown, right? Fitzpatrick starts. You're going to have probably three games with one of the other quarterbacks and four games with one of the other ones. So it's going to be kind of a, you know, rolling through when I don't know the last time Ryan Fitzpatrick played through a full season, whether it's injury or whether it's just getting benched for poor play. So can makers here on the tiebreaker, but I'm going to be pretty happy with whomever gets back to me to pair with the top two running backs I got. So DK goes, Justin Jefferson goes, Tony Gibson, and Darren Waller. So made my pick a little easier here. 
at this point, it would be between Swift and Kittle, but getting kind of the last of that top tier of tight end is is huge. I you know would love to be able to add Swift, Carson, Dobbins to this, but I can't pass up on on George Kittle here and and just lock in that position with two really good running backs that I'd be thrilled with, and I still think I can get a good back you know on one of my next two picks here. So pretty simple, you know, for everything we laid out with tight ends. I won't have to go over it again. I probably lean Kittle as my number two tight end. There's a little more uncertainty, I guess, there with Garoppolo versus a rookie, but thrilled to have him here in the third round. So we pair Kamara and Cam Akers with George Kittle. After him, Keenan Allen. Finally, we got our first quarterback at 305. I wonder, I mean, do you think this is more realistic, Steve? 305 for like a, a draft that most people are going to be a part of? Or do you think Mahomes probably goes in the second round? Uh, I would assume going in the second round when you consider mm-hmm. like quote unquote most people. Um, you know, I, I think if you're doing, you're following drafts of like industry analysts and stuff, they tend to go later and, you know, he'll fall. Uh, but I think if you think of your like your average home league or something, yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll go to the first. Like, there's there's some sure there's some people that are going to take him in the first round, um, but I don't think he has that same sort of first round hype that he had prior. So I think second round is more fair. Um, but with that said, it wouldn't surprise me if he slipped to the third in some leagues. Um, that you know, perfectly honest, yeah. I probably would have drafted him if he got to me in the third. Again, zero RB strategy is a little bit different, but. Um, yeah, I would assume second. What about you? Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, back in the second. Someone's just going to, eyes are going to get real big thing with the possibility of pairing CMC or Dalvin Cook with Pat Mahomes, you know, best running back in the league, best quarterback in the league. So you got to imagine that that's going to happen at some point. But yeah, and it gets, you know, decent value there, 305. You know, that guy has Barkley, Michael Thomas, Patrick Mahomes. Three guys who, in their career, have been the number one at their position. So, you know, he's got to think upside has his team looking very good. Uh, but all that being said, Bar- or Mahomes at 305, Allen Robinson, Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift almost gets you there at 310. Almost really gives you a big wrench to throw into the uh, zero RB strategy. But alas, you're on the clock. Yeah, having like Adams digs and then adding a Carson or a Swift would have been really, you know, a good start for, you know, yeah. going wide receiver, wide receiver. But uh, I would not have pulled the trigger. Um, right now, I'm having a bit of an internal battle between uh, the top two ranked people here. You have Amari Cooper and you have Chris Godwin. Uh, my heart wants to go with Amari Cooper <laughs> um, because I just, I, like is it weird to say i like his upside more do i believe that i like his upside more i don't know if i do or not <laughs> sounds like you're trying to talk yourself into that for real um but either way i like amari i like the situation you know i trust him more with dak um but with that said like there's not a lot to back up with that like obviously he's been incredibly inconsistent throughout his career and then when he starts to show some consistency dak goes down so there's not a lot to, to kind of look at where Godwin, uh, I don't I don't know if I'm like just still looking at him like some PPR guy. Um, 
I was down on him last year because people were really high on him after he finished, I forget what, wide receiver two or something the year prior. Yeah, I just, he was definitely top five. Yeah, and I just didn't see him repeating. So I was really down on him. Um, not that I thought he was going to be really bad. It just didn't like where he was drafted. I think that might be yeah. seeping in here. So it a feels like injury, a lot of injury issues, I think, last year for the whole receiving court, but definitely him. Correct. So I feel like I like Amari better from like an upside play, but I also feel like. I could swing at Amari and miss because he's Mr. Inconsistent. Yeah. And that would really damage the strategy here. Because if you go zero RB and then you don't hit on wide receivers, then you're you're just toast. Like, yeah. You don't have you the running backs. Get, you don't have the receivers. You're doomed. You need to get tried and true, guys. Exactly. And I think that's Godwin here. So I, I believe I have talked myself into Godwin. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with that. Either way, like I think it's fine. It's just a little bit more risk adverse for me. So we're going to go ahead and, and lock in Godwin. We'll see what gets back to me. Josh Allen is not going to get back to me. And that was actually <laughs> a consideration. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh, man. Zero okay. RB. You know, at this point, your suit could get it really tight end, but not getting one of those top three. You probably can wait a bit. So, yeah, going early quarterback would have been maybe the play. Exactly. So, and I would stack him with digs, right? So, mm-hmm. man. Um, but uh, after my pick, Julio went, Josh Allen and Etienne at the turn, and then CD Lamb. Amari Cooper still here, um, which is interesting. I guess this would probably be a good time to clarify because we haven't brought it up that often anymore. But our typical draft rosters, uh, you start two running backs, two wide receivers, and then one wide receiver running back flex and one wide receiver tight end flex. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can start four wide receivers. Um, so now I'm looking and it's like, well, yeah, I could go big upside with Amari Cooper and I feel safer taking that shot now when I got three studs already. Um, I can take Robert Woods as a real steady guy. Uh, I can, yeah, I could go Mike Evans, but I really don't want to pair him with uh, Chris Godwin. Um, DJ Moore is there, uh, Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cobb, Tyler Lockett. So they're kind of getting more interest or less interesting down the, as I go down the list. But I think I'm going to take my shot on Mari Cooper now. I really didn't think he was going to be yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're fourth receiver. So like, exactly. So I'm more comfortable that's there. That's wild. Isn't it? I, I'm liking this. How <laughs> as it's unfolding I mean, here. yeah, until you see your receivers at your running backs at the end. Yeah. Still. That. Yeah, that's going to get a, a little shifty. But even now, like I had mentioned before, you know, it'd been nice to get Chris Carson or um, DeAndre Swift. J.K. Dobbins isn't bad. Uh, Sanders, David Montgomery. Like to start with those three running back or wide receivers and add one of those as your your top uh, running back, that's not bad. Um, no. You know, not ideal, but it's not bad. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to lock in Amari Cooper and uh, that will round out all the starting wide receiver positions for me. J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Kyle Pitts there at the 408, and D.J. Moore at the 409. You're on the clock. All right. So still only those top two quarterbacks off the board, if I'm reading that right. So all your quarterbacks, tight ends, you still got everyone outside of those big three, as well as Kyle Pitts. Uh, What we're going to be looking at, receiver running back here, having tight end in the books. Not looking to running back or receiver just yet. Running backs, we're looking at Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, Lockett, Galladay. All guys that you know are decent, but not guys I'm in love with. But that's kind of what happens when you're waiting to the fourth round to take your first one. This point, I think, got to go running back with kind of the value that's here. We still have uh, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery. You got Gaskin, Mike Davis, Cream Hunt. 
Uh, for me here, it's going to be Sanders or Dave or Sanders, sorry, Sanders or Hunt. And I, I think the it's crazy how just a couple years change, right? Two years ago, Miles Sanders has a great season, and the hype is out of this world. And then last year, he disappoints, and the and now he's trash, and people are throwing him away. So I I do think the way that this team is successful, if they are successful, is there's a lot of running. And I do. And you look at Jalen Hurts at quarterback; he's going to help Sanders. He's going to help the whole running back core. And I think that they're going to have to run the ball a lot in order to be successful. And that's kind of the worry with Goddard, the worry with, you know, Rager having a second-year breakout. The worry with Devonta Smith, to a degree, is the volume going to be there for any of them? I think this is going to be a team that runs the ball a ton. And then it's going to come down to, can the defense be good enough to keep them in games to allow them to run the ball? Because they're going to have to set the tone with that. You know, send and work the middle of the field passing, a short passing game to kind of complement that. Kind of all that being said, I, I do believe there's going to be a lot of carries to go around. But whether it's Sanders, Scott, Karrion Johnson's there, maybe he can carve a role, or even the rookie uh, Gainwell. So it's interesting, but at this stage here, late in the fourth round, I, I cannot pass up on Miles Sanders as a flex to pair with Kamara, Akers, and Kittle. And as I mentioned, there's still you know quite a few receivers that I don't mind. So depending on if Kareem Hunt is there, I know we can't start two running four running backs, but you know just the value of Kareem Hunt, David Montgomery here. If if either of them are still there, I may pass on receiver and, and look to almost go to zero receiver at this point, which is kind of crazy. But Miles Sanders is kind of an auto pick here. David Montgomery goes, Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen. So. Now there's just a temptation of Kareem Hunt sitting there. He's the only running back that I'd be looking at. Still got Kyler Murray, still got Dak Prescott there, but needing a lot, you know all of my receivers. I don't think I have the luxury of going with a with a quarterback. A because you're only starting one, but B because the trade value isn't there. Right? I could take a fourth running back, even though I know he's on the bench. The trade value for a Kareem Hunt, or even the running backs I have ahead of him, is going to be much more valuable than a quarterback. So at this point, we're still looking running back and receiver. It's Kareem Hunt who's still sitting there. And then at receiver, we're looking at Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, Galladay. All guys I'm not terribly thrilled with. So I think as this I was not intending to do the opposite of what you're doing, Steve, but <laughs> I think I am going to have to go here with Kareem Hunt, just the value of, of Kareem versus the receivers that are on the board here is just too draft too, too uh, drastic. And it's interesting, I you know, he's pretty far down. They have him ranked fifty eight here on Fancy Pros. But I think he's, you know, pretty routinely what, a fourth round pick you usually see him there. Yeah, in that range. So, you know, I'm pretty thrilled to get him in here in the late fifth and really give flexibility to be able to trade a running back, which most of the time, you know, you kind of think, oh, if I have three running backs, I have some trade bait. But really, you don't. You need three quality running backs to succeed unless you have a team like yourself where you're only going to be starting to. There's not too many teams that are going to come out with the receiving depth that you have. So I'm going to go cream hunt here. Might be something that ruins you. <laughs> your strategy by just drying up the running back pool even more. But 
interesting to see what kind of receivers we'll get to me here um, outside of that. So Kareem Hunt off the board after I take Kareem, Kenny Galladay, Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Kyler Murray, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. So I guess two points here. Um, me and you are natural trade partners. Yeah. Because I think what would happen is a, if, if my zero RB strategy works out perfectly and you know I land running backs, then I'm not going to need to do anything. And, you know, I'll just be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they don't hit and I end up like this fringe playoff team and you are in your spot and you're needing a wide receiver, then, you know, naturally some sort of, you know, digs for Cam Akers, Godwin for Sant. Like, I don't know what the mm-hmm. deal would be. but Yeah, like, there'd we, be something that would match up really it, nicely. Exactly. Which brings a little bit of comfort to somebody doing like a zero RB or, or you know, yeah. your kind of zero wide receiver strategy. Like, okay, there's someone that could likely bail me out here um, if the time comes. So that's nice. Um, I... And my second point is kind of the strategy that I'm looking at here. What I was aiming for and what is seemingly happening is that I wanted to go tight end here. Yeah. And I wanted to go quarterback with my next pick. So at tight end, I was fine with TJ Hawkinson or Mark Andrews. Either of them is fine. Um, I think Mark Andrews to me is the least risky. Uh, just given what you were saying earlier about the the offense no. for the Lions. Yeah. I mean, with that in mind, that offense might entirely flow through Hawk. Um, but you know, Andrews is far more proven to me at this point. Yeah. Do you have a preference given that team twelve has a quarterback and a tight end? You know that, you know, only team eleven can go quarterback or tight end, likely. Or both. Uh, a preference between two positions? Yeah. If you know you're yes. taking both of them here and next. Yes, I do. So before, um, so when I was looking at the two, I was I was looking at those two for the uh, the tight end position, and I was looking at Lamar Jackson or Dak for the uh, the quarterback position. Um, gotcha. Ideally, I thought tagging Lamar Jackson with, with uh, Mark Andrews would have been awesome. And now I'm thinking stacking Dak with Lamar Cooper would be awesome. Um, but at this stage of the game, I got one of those quarterbacks left, and I have two of the tight ends. And like you said, Team 12's got one of each. So, you know, we're in a scenario where, you know, if Team 11 takes Dak, then I'm stuck not getting one of the quarterbacks I wanted. Uh, again, we're both late quarter round quarterback guys. I have no problem waiting or reaching for Russell Wilson or, you know, whatever. It's fine. But just for doing out doing this kind of game plan and this strategy, I want what I want. So I think I'll grab Dak now to ensure he doesn't get taken. Uh, I'm pretty confident only one tight end is going to go at most, and I'll definitely get the other one. Um, unless somebody wants to do some funky two tight end thing here, uh, which is possible. We could start to. Um, but I'm going to lock in Dak first and then I'll take whatever tight end gets back to me. I hope it's Andrews. Um, but we will see. So we will get Dak in here first. Chase Claypool, T Higgins. Oh man. Jamar Chase of Mark Andrews, stupid team 11. Oh man. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, TJ Hawkinson is my guy. I feel like I will have him on a lot of mocks this year because I do believe in him a lot this year and he's going in this kind of middle round so i don't have to get one of the early ones i don't have to roll the dice at the end either so we'll lock in hawkinson here and now things start to get interesting um i have filled out my roster outside of the rb position 
So in the seventh round is probably when I'm going to start taking shots. Uh, you know, again, like I said before, I'm there's some zero RB people that are going to be out there saying, you know, you got to wait till round 10 or something like that. But, uh, I'm not going to start filling up my bench slots before I start with my, uh, starting spots at running back. I think seventh round is plenty of weight and I got a long wait. So we'll see what gets back to me here. But, uh, I have made that pick. Justin Herbert goes off OBJ, Juju, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd. You're up. Yeah. So a lot of receivers off the board there. And interestingly, not one running back since my cream hunt pick. So that definitely plays in your favor. Obviously we'll see what happens the rest of the way, but Take a look here what is available. You you know, tight ends, you're looking at Fant, Goddard, Thomas, Tunyon, Gesicki, Higby. Um, I don't think Steve or I will be looking at the position going forward. Uh, here in the sixth round, you've got Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, Brady, Tannehill. So still got a couple of guys I like there. Stafford, Matt Ryan, more than okay with most of those. So not going to go quarterback here. Probably not with the next pick. Running backs, we still have the guys that I talked about there, Gaskin, Davis, Mostert, Trenty Williams. So there's still some running backs I think are going to be valuable for you. I mean, I wouldn't mind taking a, a Mostert or Trenty Williams, but I think it's more of a luxury pick here. kind of need to go receiver. So looking at the top receivers on the board, we've got DJ Chark, Robbie Anderson, Will Fuller, Cooks, Jerry Judy, Landry, Jonathan Smith. And Chenault. Now, it's interesting. I'm trying to kind of play strategy here. And I, I imagine most of the guys I want will still be there in the next round. But the guys that I like here, most of them are going to be kind of boom guys outside of Landry. Steve and I, I think, are both big Landry fans. And he just is like the perfect kind of like base, really good wide receiver to just, you know, most people are not going to have him as a receiver two. You're going to have him as a three or four, but he's just a very consistent player. Then I've got the likes of Jerry Judy, who hopefully has a breakout second year. Robbie Anderson, we'll see what he can do. Reunited with a quarterback that he's played with. You know, Curtis Samuel's gone. Curtis Samuel himself now in Washington, now only competing for targets really with Terry McLaurin. Devonta Smith, a rookie, Luska Chenault. So a lot of guys that I think are upside. So it almost makes me want to risk taking Jarvis now and getting one of them, but I just don't think I can pass on Judy here. I think out of the bunch of just men went through, I think Judy has the most just pure upside overall. I mean, he had a good year even as a rookie, even though he was somewhat disappointing from what people were thinking. 52 target or 52 catches on 113 targets, 850 yards, three touchdowns. That's what you know what killed him, right? Only getting three three times in the end zone. Looks like he finished 45th receiver. Fantasy Pros here is telling me in PPR settings, he get those numbers up, he'll vault up into at the very least a flex, if not a wide receiver too. And drafting my first receiver at this point, I'm looking for a guy that's going to take a step forward. Probably, you know. Maybe he can be wide receiver one, probably unlikely, but someone that's going to be able to do a lot better than he did in, you know, in the previous year and, and is going to outperform his draft position. So I'm going to go Judy here. We'll see what's available in the next round. Maybe I want to risk it with two guys. Landry would be a nice pairing there with Jerry Judy, but we're going to go Judy here for my wide receiver one. 
Uh, after I take Judy, goes DJ Chark, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman, Aaron Rodgers. As an Eagles fan, I definitely want to get Smith somewhere. Wasn't able to get him in any of our dynasty leagues. So definitely a bummer seeing him go there, but it would have been more of a luxury pick. I definitely need to get guys that I know can contribute now at the wide receiver position. Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel are two guys that stick out that would be really nice, but I, I just need that consistency, especially just with a little bit of uncertainty with Judy's quarterback spot, where he's going to finish. I think I think at the very least he steps into it, you know, at the very least somewhere in the top 36. I think there's a good chance he can move into that top 24. It all depends on the quarterback, right? Is locked the guys? Can Bridgewater come in and sustain him to be just a good receiver but i think i'm going to get something solid with with judy and with jarvis i think he'll be able to keep a float there so i think they're two somewhat safe you know floors i think judy's a receiver two three landry's probably there as well but with kamara acres kittle really is my wide receiver one and then miles sanders and hunt i've got some trade bait so we're gonna lock in jarvis landry here as my second receiver and after him Tom Brady, finally a running back goes. I take Kareem Hunt, Steve, at 5.03. Have you ever seen a bigger gap between the next running back, 5.03, to the next one, 7.05, I was, James Robinson? While you were talking, I was looking and I was thinking, okay, I'm probably going back-to-back running backs. You know, What's the likelihood of you know me liking two guys and both of them getting back to me? So mm-hmm. I looked at Team 11 and I was like, oh, they only got two running backs. And I looked at Team 12 I was like, oh. They only got two. And then I looked, every team outside of you has two or fewer. I don't have any. There's another team with only one. Now they got two. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess. They're all trying to get balance, I guess. Yeah. And that, it makes me a little bit worried. Quarterback, too. So I guess that, except for Team 11 and me. Yeah, they've gone quarterback. It it makes me worried about the the zero RB strategy because now I'm looking at it and being like, well, I'm not entirely sure this is realistic because I don't think this yeah. many teams are going to go this short. Um, but, I mean, what can you do? So, yeah, yeah, it was incredibly interesting. I was really hoping Mike Davis That's got to me because that would have been Over nice two one. rounds. Yeah. Over it's 20, 25 picks, right? 26 picks in a row. That's wild. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks went. Yeah, yeah, that, that helped too. And yeah. ton of receivers. So, James Robinson, 705. Mike Davis, 706, as you alluded to. Robbie Anderson, Jalen Hurts, and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, uh, this is uh, incredibly interesting. Um, I don't think I could pass up Miles Gaskin. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, I know everyone's kind of waiting for them to bring in like a Gurley or a Bell or you know someone else. It hasn't happened. I I feel like it's gonna, but the longer it waits, you know, the more I think things are in Gaskin's fa- uh, Looks you know, favor. Looks guy. Yeah, exactly. So you know, if they were super concerned and really want to bring somebody in, they would have done it by now. You know, at this point, it's definitely just a, a deeper and deeper depth play the longer we wait. So that is really hard for me to pass up. Uh, so I'm just going to lock him in. It'll be really nice if Mostert got back to me. Uh, you know, for some reason, all these teams go running back. Maybe David Johnson would still be there. Uh, that would be a, a fine too. But uh, yeah, I'm happy with Gaskin. So we're going to go ahead and just lock him in here. We'll see what running back gets back to me. Uh, and again, none of them go. That really worked out for you. Did I mess up a setting? So 
<laughs> like so, uh, everyone was going minimal RB uh, for real. Uh, so Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks round out the seventh round. In the eighth, we got uh, Noah Fant and Matt Stafford. So I'm back on the clock. Running backs: We're looking at Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Ronald Jones, David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Damian Harris. Um, here I was thinking I'd end up with like Moss and Damian Harris yeah. for my first two. Running most there's got to be going in what like the sixth round. I would assume so. Maybe the seventh. I can't pass him up. You know, I really, I really wanted David Johnson because I was like, he's a perfect zero RB guy. But yeah, I mean, at the speed we're going, he'll get back to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, the shoe's got to drop eventually. At some point, these people need to get their third running back for real. So I'm going to go ahead. I mean. But what's there? What's more to say? Like most has got yeah. the starting role. Chase Edmonds could be great, but we just don't know. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams are going to be doing their little dance all season. I don't trust Rojo. Um, David Johnson is the only other option. Um, but I trust most more given the offense is hopefully he stays healthy, but probably a risk I shouldn't be taking given it's zero RB, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we will lock him in more wide receivers going. Um, wow. Okay. Antonio Brown, Hollywood Brown, LaVisca Chenault, Chase Edmonds, Logan Thomas, Javante Williams. Black on the clock. Yeah. Visca and Antonio Brown were two guys I was looking at the receiver position. Javante Williams would have been real nice though, especially with kind of the mindset that I may have to trade one of my running backs to upgrade the receiver position, getting a fifth that you're really liking. I don't know if Just I'm going to trade with you now. Keeps that depth. I yeah, don't, I don't need a running back. <laughs> you, know, you probably don't need to. No. So, uh, still got some quarterbacks there. Tannehill, Matt Ryan. Uh, now, I, I don't really know what this league or this Dynasty Pros does. Do they go second quarterback or not? But they I, tend you know, not to, if I remember from last year. I, I don't think so yet. And in in a real league, there's probably going to be what three, four teams that go with the second quarterback. So given that everyone has one but me, and yeah, I still have Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. I wouldn't mind you know taking a shot on him to start the season. Burrow, Fitzpatrick, so even Kirk Cousins, Baker. There's guys that I. You know, if I can't get a Tannehill or a Matt Ryan, there's guys that I'm okay with. So, you know, we'll wait at least another round, probably another wing back around to go receiver and running back here. Receiver, we got Corey Davis still on the clock. Parker, um, we got Gallup, Marvin Jones, Darnell Mooney's a little further down, Rager. Um, so we're probably looking here at Davis and Parker, maybe Gallup. I do like Marvin Jones. I, I wonder where his ADP was on sleeper that's really what i'm thinking i was like were these guys going here when we've done all of our drafts on sleeper versus fantasy pros because i feel like he's lower down um Robert jones but i do think you know he's could be a steal of a player in most uh formats where are we at here seventh round so pro or eighth round probably not the spot to take him here but parker and davis make sense there receiver running back we're looking at ronald jones david johnson still there Damian Harris is an interesting play, you know, with some more upside. Um, James Conner, Carter. If I'm looking at running back, I'm looking at David Johnson, and I'm looking at Damian Harris, right? And I'm looking at my fifth running back, Kamara, Akers, Miles Sanders, Cream Hunt. So really, at this point, the way my team is, is set up, I'm planning on trading one of them. So I'd like to get a 
fifth running back that will likely be my fourth, right? So in all likelihood, I probably end up trading either Akers or Sanders. So ending up with Kamara, Akers slash Sanders as my second running back, Hunt as my third, I think I want a little more upside to kind of see if someone can maybe push Hunt to be my fourth running back. So I think Damian Harris is the play here. So the risk is do I, I you know, wait until the next round or do I go receiver? And as much as I like Corey Davis and Parker, I'd be okay with Gallup. You know, Jones would kind of be a bummer, but with all the running receivers going, I got to imagine that there's going to be a couple running backs that go here soon. So I'm going to go Damian Harris here, lock in my fifth running back, especially just the way this team is built. I'm going to have to trade one probably to get enough receiver. Because if I could get a wide receiver one and have Judy as my two, Davis as my, or Landry as my three, that'd be great. And then whoever I get in the next round is just kind of a bench receiver. Um, so we're going to go Damon Harris. Likely would be my top bench player, but we'll fall behind Hunt on the bench right now, pre-trade that would come from after this this draft. So Waddle goes, James Conner, Marvin Jones, and Melvin Gordon. Oh, man, David Johnson's still there. There you go with another running back. Uh, um, and, and both the receivers I like there. At this point, it's just, do I want to screw you over, Steve? Because <laughs> no, Parker please. and Davis Don't are nice it. to get here as my third running back. But grabbing David Johnson would be unreal trade bait. At that point, I'd be able to trade two. But, uh, I mean, I, I think you got to eventually just kind of get players to have on your team. And I'm going to need to have some receiver depth at some point here. So it's either Davis or Parker. Looking at the quarterback situation, you've got... You get a, a rookie here with the Jets, uh, and, and then you've got Tua down in Miami. Uh, you got to maybe give the edge to Tua, but there's this uncertainty. Who knows if Wilson's going to come in and, and light it up like you saw Herbert really look good. So the you know, it, probably close. You probably give the edge to Miami, but with competition, I think you probably give the edge to Corey Davis because. I mean, I love we love Elijah Moore, but he's a rookie coming in. He's you know more of a speed guy. Mims hasn't looked great. They have um, uh, Jameson Crowder. Crowder. Yeah, so there's there's the players there, but not a ton. Davis they just paid, so he's going to get volume. Where I think they do like Parker down in Miami, but well, Fuller's there. Jalen Waddle. Did they get somebody else? Or is Preston the four? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, they got those fringe guys like Albert Wilson still and someone else. But, yeah, it's those four mainly. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Davis makes sense here. Get him as, you know, if I for some reason can't get a trade together, my third receiver here as a flex, but likely would be my bench receiver after a trade. So having Davis and Damon Harris as kind of my top two guys off the bench I'd be pretty happy with. Uh, post trade, if not, he's a decent starter, and I'd have a ton of receiver running back depth. So we go Davis and just hope that someone takes David Johnson before he gets to you, Steve. <laughs> Cole Beasley goes at four, Leonard Fournette at five at the fifth pick, Michael Carter, Russell Gage, Monday Parker, and Ronald Jones. So David Johnson gets to you. What is that an easy pick here? <laughs> it is an easy pick. Oh man, um, which is surprising because I mean Michael Carter is further down the ADP, and I was sitting mm-hmm. there like, well, I could draft Michael Carter. I'll talk about him being a rookie, and hopefully he gets up to speed by the time Mostert gets hurt. Um, 
but I guess I don't have to worry about that anymore. So, uh, yeah, it's David Johnson uh, with no real hesitation. Uh, other options, Kenyon Drake, Zach Moss, Naeem Hines, Trey Sermon, Devin Singletary. I mean, there's no one else I want more than David Johnson here. Um, the next pick is the more interesting one. You know, adding three running backs. Now we're starting in, to get into the point where I don't have to keep adding them, but I probably will. Uh, if I can, I would like to add Zach Moss. I think I'm a little higher on him than a lot of other people are this year. Um, and I think, uh, he at worst is probably a little bit of depth for me, but you know, at best, you know, he could really take a, a stranglehold on a job for a really good offense. And that would be nice. So we'll see if he gets back to me here. We're just going to lock in David Johnson now, because obviously, uh, that's a great pick. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Trey Sermon, Michael Gallup, and AJ Dillon go off the board. So Zach Moss does get to me barely, just barely. Um, but now things open up after this pick and, uh, I can start looking at the wide receiver depth a little bit. Um, well, let's take note. We got about 10 minutes left and four more picks to make. So we got to burn through these a little bit here, but, uh, lock in Moss, send it back your way. It goes Bateman off the board. Dallas Goddard, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Evans, or Mike Evans, Mike Williams, uh, Jamison Crowder, and Tariq Cohen at 10.09. All right. So still got both of the quarterbacks that I was interested in here. So given that the teams behind me is only two, they both have a quarterback. If they both take them, fine. But I'll probably go quarterback next round just to make sure I get one of them. Um, but I will be able to kind of get the skill position guy that I want here. So got three receivers, five running backs. So likely have to go receiver at some point more than running back, but still got some guys I like running back. We're looking at nine Hines, Devin Singletary, Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard, Gus Edwards, Latavius Murray, wide receiver, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Rager, Aguilar, John Brown, Michael Hardman. So, Still good place, good guys on uh, both sides, but with the receiver position, you know, being something that I need more upside for, I think you know a guy that I've been climbing for most here of the offseason, Darnell Mooney, is, is a guy that makes sense here for me as a fourth receiver. Hopefully, you know, a little further down, as I mentioned with trades, but worst case, he's a guy that is a, a bench receiver that hopefully can blow up here in Chicago. So we're going to go Darnell Mooney, and we'll see what happens, whether I go quarterback or another skill position. So go Mooney here in the 10th round. Penny goes, Aguilar, Robert Tunyon, and Henry Ruggs. Um, So the way that this draft is working, I'm going to imagine there's not going to be too many quarterbacks taken, but just given what is likely here, I'll go with my take, you know, take, take my shot on a quarterback just to, get them and kind of be a little more realistic, especially given the running backs that have fallen to you there. Um, so we've got Tannehill and Matt Ryan as, as the two guys here, and it's tough between the two. I probably lean Tannehill, especially with Julio there now. It just seems like he's going to be upgraded, but Matt Ryan, that, that offense, you know, still has some skill players, and the defense is probably going to put them in some negative game scripts, so game script seems to be favoring Matt Ryan, but Tannehill just showed how efficient he could be with, you know, 175 yards, 200 yards, but three touchdowns, four touchdowns, because at the goal line, they're still throwing. So Tannehill's the guy here. Lock him in as my final starter uh, and then be able to fill out my bench the rest of the way. After Tannehill, Higby, Gus Edwards, Irv Smith, 
Hunter Henry, J.D. McKissick, and Evan Ingram. So tight end run in there. Yeah, nice tight end run. And that uh, that really helped me out here. So I'm debating between, you know, I'm going to go wide receiver, probably wide receiver, wide receiver here. And for me, Elijah Moore is somebody that I want. Because like you said earlier, we both really like him. And mm-hmm. I have the wide receiver group where I can just wait for him to develop in the second half of the year. Um, the question is, do I pair him with a Michael Hardman and take another upside shot, getting some good reports out of camp? Uh, not that that means anything, but he is. Um, or do I go with like a more steady, probably John Brown kind of player? And I think what I want to do is go with a John Brown type, just kind of play it safe. Uh, he'll be a fine depth play. And then uh, Elijah Moore being my more upside play. I really don't want to take two upside shots, especially one of them being Hardman, who everyone's been waiting for year after year after year. Uh, So it's just a little too risky for me. I don't want to end up with no wide receiver depth. So we'll add John Brown. We'll hope Elijah Moore gets back to me here. Michael Hardman goes right after that. Jamal Williams, Naeem Hines, and Tony Pollard. So I figured I am reaching a little bit for Elijah Moore, but I do like him quite a bit. So we'll go ahead and lock him in there, send him back to you. That gives me some death at wide receiver and gives me an upside guy that we can kind of wait on. So I'm happy with that. A lot of running backs there. Devin Singletary, Latavius Murray, Kenneth Gainwell, Paris Campbell, Philip Lindsay, Alexander Matson. You're on the clock. All right, so we're just looking at skill players here. I've got five running backs and four receivers. So looking at the running back position, Darnell, Darnell Henderson, Daryl Henderson, a guy that I do like, but having um, Cam Akers already, likely not going to take. Now, you know, with the potential trade, that could be something that they think about, but I don't want to take him and then kind of be more shoot into taking Cam Akers or uh, trading Cam Akers versus uh, Miles, even uh, Kamara, depending on what kind of package you get back. So you got White, James White, Tevin Coleman is a guy that I think could be decent, especially early in the season. And, and maybe he flashes and a, and a team likes him and you could move him for you know a decent depth receiver. Um, a receiver, we've got Jalen Rager, Sung Shepard, Christian Kirk, Gabe Davis, Denzel Mims. Uh, with all the guys there, I think Jalen Rager sticks out the most to me as a guy that I think really could step up. He People are really low on him, but he was a guy that I think needed to get some more work. He didn't play in a great offense in uh, TCU in college. Uh, and last year, he didn't really, he flashed, but he didn't really get kind of the work that he really needed to get, some, whether it be injuries, whether it be poor quarterback play, uh, rookie quarterback. So I think he is just another guy that just fits here with his team, looking for upside guys to pair with Judy and Landry, Davis and Mooney. So Rager makes sense here as my pick. After him, Jeff Wilson, Daryl Henderson, and James White, and then Joe Burrow goes. So still looking at either receiver or running back. We've got Gabe Davis is an interesting receiver. That would make sense as kind of an upside guy. He's a boomer bust player. But I think we'll want to go running back one more time here and see if we can just get receiver on the way back. And Tevin Coleman's still there. Probably makes the most sense. Gio Bernard is interesting, especially being PPR. I just don't know what to make of that running back core. And I think if I take Gio Bernard, he's going to be a guy that I'm going to hang on to all year because he's going to be decent enough. Whereas Coleman, I think you're going to know in the first couple of weeks if Michael Carter has it, if Michael P. Ryan gets that second year step up. If they don't, 
you know, you're going to have an asset in Coleman early on that either you can use for a few games, or maybe you can trade, or maybe he's the guy all year. Who knows? So Tevin Coleman will be the pick here, and then we'll have just one more roster spot to fill out after that. Mike Kosicki goes, Amon Rossi Brown, Johnny Smith, Gio Bernard, Salvin Ahmed, Marlon Mack to you. I was really hoping that uh, St. Brown got to me. He was going to be an, an interesting shot for me to take. So yeah. to round everything out, I am wanting to go wide receiver and running back, just one of each to, to solidify the roster. Uh, but there's not a lot of running backs here that present a lot of upside. Um, there's some injury upside here, but not a lot of anyone that can really take over a job. But I think the one guy that sticks out for me is probably Darrington Evans. I mean, Ramonde Stevenson's kind of interesting. Javon Hawkins, have him, right? Uh, we do. Yes, we him. yeah. I believe we got him. <laughs> no, yeah. we had him for a while. Yeah, um, he's kind of interesting in the sense of you know what you were talking about earlier. You know, there's definitely some people that look at Derrick Henry and say you know he's been running to the ground. You know, maybe he gets injured this year. He tears an ACL because he's just been run so much. He's just you know might be a little bit more prone to to something happening. Um, so we'll lock him in. We'll probably carry him for a couple of weeks and, and move on. Um, but we'll take that upside shot, see if something happens preseason or, you know, week one, week two. Um, again, end of the roster. So it's not the most important spot in the world. Matt Ryan, R- um, Rondell Moore, Gabe Davis, Sterling Shepard go off the board. And uh, I will use this opportunity to grab Mr. Brian Edwards, Will. Um, not oh. sure if you're... Hoping he got Sneaking back to you. Me, yeah. yeah, but he, he was going to be maybe my last pick. Sorry about that, but we're going to go ahead, add him in there. Another kind of upside I'm just guy. glad that I've incepted him into your mind. <laughs> For sure. Uh, uh, Zach Ertz, Rob Gronkowski, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Kadarius Tony, and Kirk Cousins go off the board. You're up with your final pick. All right. So final pick here. We're going to be looking at running back receiver once again. Running backs, you know, we've got Sony, we've got Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, Justin Jackson, Carlos Hyde. I'm going to scroll down and find somebody because there's not too much uh, guys that really are interesting here. So probably going to try to take an upside shot at receiver, someone that we'll see what they can do. Christian Kirk is interesting as a guy that there's definitely room for someone to step up there. Um, Getting him this late would make sense. Um, see if there's anybody else that makes sense. Mims, Bashar Perriman, Darius Slayton, Lazard, Daniel Sanders. There's not much else. Um, and Jefferson isn't that bad. He could step up, but I think Christian Kirk makes the most sense here. I mean, I think we'll we'll know early. You know, is is he going to have a role? Does Rondell Moore step up and and kind of step in and, and take a person there? I know we still have AJ Green there now. But Christian Kirk, I think this is kind of make or break for him. So if you don't see it in the first week or two, he's another guy like Tevin Coleman that I don't mind cutting for, you know, my first big waiver claim. So Christian Kirk will be my last pick here. Uh, And after him, we have Darius Slayton and Austin Hooper off the clock. Beautiful. So that is going to wrap up the draft. I'll run down my team here first. So again, we want zero RB, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, uh, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, TJ Hawkinson, Miles Gaskin, Mostert, David Johnson, Zach Moss, John Brown, Elijah Moore, Darrington Evans, Brian Edwards round out the roster. Um, 
for somebody that doesn't like zero RB, I really like this team. Um, <laughs> you know, again, I question the realistic nature of the running back position. I can't see this many teams waiting to get to third, but uh, if it plays out this way, I'll take this team over probably any other team here. Um, it, it worked out quite well for me. I'm, I'm happy with it. And we want to touch on your team here. Will? Yeah, yeah, I went there. I actually clicked away and just want to let you know that um, Fantasy Pros did give me the best overall score. So you got second. You're only four points behind, but I just wanted to make sure you're aware of that. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Um, so back here, uh, quarterback Ryan Tannehill, running backs Alvin Kamara, Cam Akers, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, and Tevin Coleman. Uh, receivers Jerry Judy, Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Rager, and Christian Kirk, and running it out with George Kittle here at tight end. Uh, pretty happy with the team. I mean, not not thrilled with the receivers, obviously, but you know, not getting my first one until the sixth round makes a little sense. It's not something that I usually do, but as we always say, and as as our podcast name, you know, kind of mentions, you, you trust your board. You take the best available guys especially here in the draft, you just want to get the best players on your team. You're not setting your lineup at the draft. You're setting your lineup in week one, whether that's a couple months, whether that's a couple days, you can make changes between them. You just need to get the best available players on the team. And, and, you know, that's what happened here, you know, with you, you kind of went into thinking that, but sometimes it's going to happen that way where you just don't like the other running backs there. And you're going to go with the best available players. You get three or four rounds in and you make that decision that, Hey, I'm going to get, good players at tight end and quarterback and go with that zero RB. So yeah, it's pretty interesting that, you know, you went in planning to do zero RB and it worked out. And then I went in not planning to do anything and came out with zero receiver and it worked out. Yeah. Two, uh, two star contrasts, but uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely worked out for both of us. I'd say. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap up the show here, guys. Uh, join us next week for another mock draft, but until then trust your board. <laughs>